Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. So excited to have our friend Emily Guderian joining us here once again from beautiful Gilbert, Arizona. She's the CEO and owner of her own company called Built to Be Visible Pro Organizing and helping so many people declutter and organize their homes. Welcome to the show today and great to see you here on Zoom. How are you? I'm doing great, Jill. It's great to see you too. Same here. I love it. Uh, For new time listeners, viewers, tell us how we can uh, contact you and then let's find out a little bit about yourself before we get started for today's show. For today's show. So you can reach me on my uh, cell phone and that's 480-221-8874. And then you can find me on social media. That's at Built to be Visible. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, and I have a website, and it's the same name. It's builttobevisible.com. That's built with a T. Perfect. Uh, It's exciting to have you here, and I know you kind of wanted to go over a little bit about what we talked about last week, because your definition has changed about people, you know, with organizational issues, because there is some type of mental thing going on with us all. I'm I'm included. Could you share that? Because you're talking about unresolved emotion, right? Right. And so each, I feel like each time we talk, it kind of builds on the time that we, we talked before. But my, my version of clutter is a very different uh, definition of clutter. Um, I'm looking at clutter as not just the stuff that doesn't have a home, but as a trauma response. And when I talk about unresolved emotion, that's the trauma response. And so unresolved emotion really, um, are those things that um, that we experience. They're usually painful. They get filed away in a spot and then they show up later in all kinds of ways, including in disorganized spaces. And that's kind of what I've been doing is I started off as one type of organizer. And then after I got into people's homes and started hearing their stories and listening to them, um, I became a different kind of organizer. <laughs> and that we talk about, you know, the, the unresolved emotion. Mm-hmm. And let's talk more about, well, in particular, you know, the fact that um, we can really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We could kind of categorize people that have this type of emotion and what it's doing to their homes, to their personal life, to their space. Yeah. Could you just give us more depth on that? Sure, sure. And I, I like to, uh, well, I, I went to engineering school, right? And I think of everything kind of linearly. So I have a way of breaking down things um, and I call it the circles, uh, first circle and second circle. Is that, do you want to talk about the circles? Is that one way to break it down? Is that what you're looking for? I'm looking for whatever you want to talk about, sweetheart. You got I so don't much know. knowledge. I talk about everything. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about the weather. I'm just having a good time here. So um, let's talk about circles then. And um, I kind of talked about this a little bit last time, but um the the way we can look at the world is linearly um, in terms of circles. So you have two circles right beside each other. The first circle is, you know, called first circle. And in everything in that circle is what happens. It's an mm-hmm. event. It can be any kind of event, okay. but that's what happens. That's the event. Second circle is right beside it. And it is what we say about what happens. And we can say all types of things. Sometimes we say really negative things about ourselves. Sometimes we say really negative things about somebody else. But everything that we have to say about that event is what we call second circle. And it's in that world of second circle where all of that unresolved emotion lives. 
and it's always connected to a painful event. Like if you have something glorious and joyful that happens, you're not going to spend time talking about that in, in, you know, what I call second circle. That, that gets filed away, that gets preserved in your memory banks as something precious for you to hold on to. But it is the painful things that, that crop up that keep replaying over and over again. So, I mean, I think last time I, I gave an example about when I was a young mother and, and my husband who made food for himself when he came home from work. Yeah. So we can share that example. Um, I don't know. You can like take any example, any event that happens to all of us. I don't know. You, you stub your toe. That hurts. Probably a few choice words come out because, you know, hey, it happens. But then it's what happens after that. Like, I'm so stupid. I'm so clumsy. Mm. These dang kids didn't pick up uh -huh. this thing. And that's how I hurt myself. Yeah. You know, it's all of that. That's what I call chatter. That's what I call the, the negative stuff. And then it kind of perpetu perpetuates. So if, it, if the conversation is, I'm so stupid, I'm so clumsy. So then the next time something like that happens, it's, uh, it's of course it happened because I'm so stupid and I'm so clumsy. And it just, you, you keep finding yourself in these situations where that replays over and over and over again. The way to break that loop is through what I call a forgiveness tool, but it's, it's, it's letting go. It's, it's surrendering that negative emotion, letting it go, and then kind of clean slating it for yourself for the next time. So that's what I mean when I, yep. I talk about unresolved emotions. It's that negative stuff that gets filed away. Your body remembers it. Your mind remembers it for sure. And it just keeps replaying over and over again until you break that loop. And what was that exercise we talked about? Did you want to share a little bit about that too? <laughs> sure. Way, I, just You're talking about hand, first. I just cut my hand and I'm like, I did, said those choice words before. Oh, <laughs> right before the show, I hit my, yeah, that's like, a nasty one. It's all right. It's never, <laughs> well, if you want, we can do a forgiveness tool about that <laughs> for sure. Thanks. <laughs> well, I call it the forgiveness tool. Um, forgiveness is one of those words that is kind of a loaded word. It has, you know, big religious connotations. Um, it, it, it's really, it's a letting go exercise, a surrender exercise, a release exercise, whatever. But the forgiveness is kind of interesting and um, a lot of people resist it because they don't fully understand what it is. And, you know, like I said, I, I first learned about forgiveness in Sunday school and, and there were some pieces missing in my in my Sunday school instruction um, that I'm seeing and applying now in real life. So I have a list here and I can read off of this list so that I don't forget anything about what forgiveness is and what it is not. So for sure, forgiveness doesn't mean that whatever happened, um, including this gash on the, the hand, it doesn't mean that it was it's okay. It doesn't condone what happened in any way. Forgiveness doesn't make um, it doesn't make you obligated to a perpetrator or somebody who um, offended you or or violated you in some way, whether it was verbally or any other way. You, you are not obligated to that person and forgiveness doesn't create that obligation. Um, forgiveness doesn't mean that you have to be friends with that person, that mm -hmm. you have to associate with them in any way. Um, it's, it's not about that. And it doesn't mean that you have to agree with what happened or like what happened or, um, um, be like settled with it. The last thing that forgiveness is, um, not, it, it is not 
mean that people are not accountable for their actions. Um, people do some really terrible things to um, each other. And so when you participate in these, in these forgiveness exercises, it doesn't mean that that person doesn't, is not accountable for what they've done. Mm-hmm. So that's what forgiveness is not. What forgiveness is, is it's a letting go of the fear of the judgment of the condemnation of that negative emotion connected to whatever that event was. Um, it's also a letting go of the fear and the judgment and the condemnation of yourself because we all, we all do that to ourselves. Um, the forgiveness exercise also just releases you from all of that emotion and it releases you from the anger, the judgment, the fear, the terror, the resentment. It releases you from all of that emotion and it frees you from having that um, emotion and that judgment against yourself. And basically the forgiveness tool just, just like creates a space for healing to take place. And I've been doing this tool in this way that I, that I'm trying to explain to you. And in the way that I teach with my clients, I've been doing this for about four years and without um, any hesitation, I can say that this single thing, the forgiveness tool has changed my life, changed the trajectory of my life. It is powerful and it releases all of everybody, your, your, feelings, your judgments, your emotions, the action itself, it releases it to be dealt with by the divine. Like it's not yours anymore. And it is powerful and transformative in what it can do. And as I apply this, um, for people who call me who need help, who are overwhelmed with the disorganization, it's, it's, it's doing things I never, I never envisioned and never imagined. It's, it's completely resetting and changing their life kind of cool kind of magical actually (laughs) it is magical and so are you can we start i gotta get to this is your first zoom yes uh about you what brought you into this uh career you got to give us a little bit of your background if you don't mind because it's Mm. good to find out why you choose organizing was it something always well, innate growing up or, oh, I just got blood on my shirt, but. <laughs> no, we're going to work on that. I promise. No, we're gonna okay. work on I want to know. Yeah. Tell us about the, the company. What made you start it? Um, the company is what I call the next child that I'm raising. Um, it wasn't what I expected. I was a, while well, I was a travel agent in a first life, I was a high school coach in another job. I've done all kinds of things. I was also um, in engineering school. And, uh, but I, I, I think my full-time job was homemaker and uh, stay-at-home mom. I love that. And those kids grew up. They are now off um, adulting and contributing to the world in beautiful ways. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, what do I do? What's the next chapter? And uh, honestly, this job is the, um, this business is the, the thing that um, God put on my heart. Didn't expect it, didn't plan it. Organizing something I've been doing since I was a kid, I've, my poor mother, <laughs> I would, um, I would spend weekends <laughs> redoing my test of drawers, redoing my closet, moving the furniture around, um, my poor mother. But, um, so I started when I was a kid just kind of fun things. And then I did odd jobs for people, uh, as an adult. And then, um, after the children left and before I went out on my own, I did work for another organizer and we did unpack. So we would use people's belongings and we would unpack them and stage them and organize them in a new, downsized um home 
that they they had purchased. So that's that's me, the business I never planned on owning. But honestly, this uh, this thing that I'm seeing as I'm doing it on my own, this connection to the emotion, I am I'm kind of on fire about it. I think I'm onto something big here with this this piece, this missing piece on why, why physical belongings kind of overwhelm people. Mm, and here we are on a daily basis. And here we are. <laughs> on a daily basis. So <clears throat> let's talk about the home organization that you provide. Could you share? Are you, you know, the homes, sure. businesses? Tell me, give me the rundown. <clears throat> sure. So I do, um, I'm mostly residential. I have done some small businesses, but mostly residential. And I'll cover all areas of the house, um, including the garage. And um, now that it is November and the temperatures have eased up a little bit here in Phoenix, it's what I call garage season. So I'm doing garages again. But kitchens, pantries, bedrooms, uh, playrooms, home offices. Um, and I really, my favorite is master bedrooms and closets. That is, that's the first spot you're in in the day. Mm -hmm. And that makes, mm -hmm. that makes a big difference for people. So I love that spot. Yeah, I know. I hear you. That's one of the areas we all need to work on. And donation. <clears throat> How do you work with a client to get stuff out of the closet? To get some people have personal attachments to all items in their homes, right? And right. we talked about that, but I just want to remind everyone of that attachment. <laughs> and how do you get them through it? <laughs> well, actually, I use two different tools. And this is what makes me the different kind of organizer. So we'll use the forgiveness tool for sure to let go of things so that that, you know, that whatever that a sentiment is, we can free people up to not really experience that. The other thing that I do for donations and the things that need to go out of the house is I will muscle test people. And muscle testing, it's um, applied kinesiology is another thing, but it is based on the premise that the muscles of the body are strong in the presence of that which supports life or is in your best interest or healthful. And then conversely, if um, if it's not in your best interest, if it's not in your your health, um, or it is not connected to truth, then the arm will go weak. So I'll have somebody hold something in their hands, in their in their hand, and I have them put it right here, and then the arm out, and I'll just apply gentle pressure. And if the arm goes down, it that's a weak response. And the people then feel it. Oh, that's not in my best interest. And so it's so much easier to part when um, to, to part with an item when they feel that it's not in their best interest. So muscle testing is kind of an amazing tool as well. That so between awesome. the forgiveness and the muscle testing, that's how we, we do the donation. Amazing. See, I don't know no other organizer that does that. That is special. No, that's what I'm saying. I, I think I'm a weirdo and I think I, I like being a weirdo. It's kind of it's kind of cool. No, 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 no. I love this. So more on the energy side of what you do because you're into right. that. Did you want to talk more about that and how you, that helps you with professional organizing too? Sure. So the the energy side of it, that's just something um, I've learned and I've gone to trainings and seminars and, and classes over the years. I never, I do that for myself. I never anticipated using it in this business. Um, and energy is not like a, it's not a new thing. Um, it's honestly something that's kind of been um, kind of drilled out of us. I mean, have you ever had the experience where, um, you meet somebody for the first time and it's just like instant you, that person, there's a warmth and an inv inviting yes. sense about them and you could talk forever. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
past so life. that's energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Connected through a past life for sure. <laughs> right, that's energy. And then I'm sure you've had experiences where, and I, I know I've had it, where I bump into somebody or I talk to somebody and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we call it like heebie-jeebies or whatever you want to call it. Like there's something off and you don't really know what it is, but you're just, you don't want to be around that person. And, and that too is, is energy. And we, we all have those senses. Honestly, I think animals, that's how they communicate with each other is on the, on this uh, energy. So that's what I learned. And that's what is now showing up in the business. So, um, I think the closest thing to what I do is feng shui, those, um, organizers who utilize feng shui. So like, um, like people, have energies, good energies, bad energies, homes and spaces have energies as well. And some people are really gifted at um, picking that up. I had to train myself and teach myself and um, kind of dissociate a little bit from my logical engineering side to be able to to feel that and sense that. But ener- energy is in rooms. And so that's kind of the first thing you do is, or at least I do, I walk into a room and I'm kind of um, quiet and listening to what the client says about this room, but I'm also listening to the the energetic feedback I get. And, and, and you know, you do get feedback. You get chaos. You get uh, peace. You kind of get a sense that the flow is off. And then if you were to adjust a few small things, that the flow would be improved. And it, the, the, the purpose that the client needs for that room would, could be fulfilled with just a few minor changes. That's the that's the energy part. Well, at least one of the energy parts. <laughs> I love it. Wow. My flow is kind of like a up. weirdo here, Jill. No, my flow is open up in my house since we started talking. I told you I was working on awesome. those, those Halloween decorations, the bins. My brother-in-law came, took down bins of all my kids' clothes. I had about 20 bins in my room. Now I'm down to about six bins that I'm going to keep. That's huge. Of, I hope, I hope you celebrate that, I that win. I do. And in my shower now, I don't use my shower in, in my bedroom. I now have clear plastic bags packed about 20 of them with all the kids clothes for donation because there's nowhere else to put them in the house right now. The garage is packed. Everything's right. packed. And the Halloween decorations are in the hall, ready to go to the attic. So I'll eventually drag them down one day, get them in the car, bring them to the shelter. But it's like, it's all coming to fruition. It's all coming. And you're right. You get that clear flow. Once the bins open up my room again, I could see through the hallway. I was like, ah, oh, it's such a good feeling. Yeah. So and it like, spurs, oh, it spurs other yeah. areas of the house. <laughs> I feel, I know, I totally know what you're talking about. And it is, it's, sometimes it's just small things, but I hope, so this whole stuff that we do, I, I come in and I do it quickly for people. And I usually bring in a team to, to help me accomplish it. But I hope you're like, patting yourself on the back for this is a big win. I mean, you're making huge strides and I hope you're like celebrating the wins for, for what they really are. Cause I need that's a big cocktail. Stuff. I need a cocktail. Yes. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. For real. And remind us uh, how we could contact you. Share your website again. Sure. The website is built to be visible.com and uh, you can send in pictures and I'll give you an estimate. It's it's kind of a fun way to get to know me and, and share your space with me. Perfect. And also, let's point out um, some other aspects of the work that you do. Um, as a professional organizer, uh, you also help people move as well. Do you get their stuff ready for moving? I usually help on the unpack side of things. Okay. Um, and even if they're cluttered, it's best to just go ahead and pack it up and we'll deal with the clutter on the unpack side of it. 
So yes, I know how to um, help people unpack and then declutter at that time. And then we go ahead and set up um, the old things, the old belongings in a new space. And sometimes that's really challenging for people. Mm-hmm. It sure is. What about now? Hold on. We also mentioned you did closets before. We talked a little about uh, pantries, though, are really something that you love doing. You got to check out the website and see your before and afters. I know we talked about some of those pantries, and there's some of them on, on your page, right? <laughs> right. And, and I have more. I just I just finished a whole house project. I have more p- pictures to upload to my website. But yeah, I've been doing a lot of that lately. It's kind of fun. Good. And what about the garages? You do that, too. Oof. Yeah, I just finished a garage and garages are kind of in that space with the the bedrooms, the owner's bedrooms, because most people, they'll they'll drive up, they'll hit the garage door opener. And that is the very first um, impression of the house. And so if it's like if oh. it's not. Yeah. So, you know, and I like my neighbor's like, chill, when are you having a garage sale? I'm like. <laughs> Getting around to it, it's like the, the joke of the neighborhood because I have all the kids' toys, like, the, the they're six and eight, so, like, the ride-on toys, now the bicycles, then all the bins and toys, and it's just, oh, hockey nets, oh, basketball, everything's piled on each other. Yeah. It, looks, it looks, like, very shanty. So, I my boys open the garage, I'm like, you got to shut it. It's embarrassing. They, they, they laugh at us. <laughs> no, but everybody has this. The garage ends up being, like, the catch-all, but it is also, like, a first impression. Yep. So if you can kind of streamline like that, you're taking that with you, you know, for the rest of the time that you're at home. So it's kind of magical to do a garage because we we underestimate what that does for people when they come home and, and see that. Mm-hmm. So garages are big. Um, they're kind of they're kind of fun. And I'll do everything from just rezoning to a complete reorganization. And and then all of the stuff that doesn't quite fit. Then um, when I travel um, and same here. When I'm in Phoenix, I've been doing a lot of uh, work for people that are not here in Phoenix for whatever reason, but I like to find local donation centers. And so I'll call ahead of time and make arrangements. And then then that way, you know, it blesses the people that receive it, but it also blesses the people that don't have to deal with all of that um, clutter anymore. The local donation feels like like a big win-win for both the client and for the ones who receive those donations. That's beautiful. I love that aspect of it. And we still have just four minutes left on the show, Miss Emily. What else did you want yes. to share about your work? Are you also doing virtual work or is it just... You know, I've thought about that. I have not yet figured out quite how to do the virtual work, but I guess we could. I mean, this is... You're, you're kind of teaching me how to do the virtual work. You could give suggestions and right. people don't feel as judged because if they don't turn the computer the certain way, they don't see everything. <laughs> but there's still the accountability factor because you'll check back in with them. But I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I that's mean, a great idea. I know some people do it, but I, if I'm like you. I'd rather be hands-on because it's just. Yeah, and it's overwhelming for people. Honestly, by the time they call me, I just want to hug them. They've been through so much. They've experienced so much overwhelm. That at that point, you just want to like here, sit down, I'm going to make everything better for you and just and take care of it. But I really do think that this emotional release, this forgiveness tool that we walked through yes or last time is is the key to kind of like resetting. You have a reset space after I leave, but you also have that that emotional trigger for the disorganization is gone. Um, and it really does like change the trajectory moving forward for for clients and uh, i think that's the piece that i really want to hammer home like the forgiveness tool 
when we walk through it, and we were really general because we didn't want to get, get all awkward or whatever, but when we're specific and in the home, that's where the power of this forgiveness tool is. We let go of things that have just been like in the background, affecting them in ways that they didn't really um, pay attention to, but it was really starting to pack a punch. So that's what I like to do is use the forgiveness tool and then um, the muscle testing so people can understand, nope, this no longer serves me and it, it's okay to part with this and let it bless somebody else's life. And that's what it does. It, it does go on in its, uh, its life cycle to bless somebody else's life through donation. I love that, and I'm working on it's that cool. myself. It is. Now, uh, you know, if I was to ask the professional home organizer how organized she is, do you still have weaknesses, or are you really good? Oh, yeah. No, no. And, and in fact, I think that would just kind of take away from my humanity if I had everything all, uh, all you know, completely, perfectly in place. I do have spots in my home. And I will tell you straight up, there is an emotional trigger to these spots. <laughs> I have one uh, bedroom for one of my children, and I just cannot get this one. And I know that it's connected to all of that um, that heartstring of, of being an empty nester now. So, yeah, the emotional piece is big. And, and I, I have places that could use a little work. And when I have time and when I can make myself the client, then then I deal with it. But right now I'm having so much fun. Um, helping other people. Yeah. And um, I do. I I, I kind of joke about how my, my favorite thing, it, it kind of makes me sound like a monster. But um, when I can make a client cry with what I've done, I can't, I don't really have the words to tell you what that feels like for me. I know how they feel because they're crying. Yeah. But that lights me up in a way that I really don't have the words to describe to, to know that I've had a part and um, in creating transformation and resetting these folks on a new path that there's no words for that. That is, that is the best part about what I do is, is changing people and changing their, their surroundings in that way. Beautiful. I love that. Well, thank you again for being here. Would you mind sharing one more time how we can contact you and you offer initial uh, discovery call consultation? Right. The consultations are always free. Mm -hmm. um, so you can call me, send pictures. You're not going to be charged for that. Um, and I'm always really upfront about what you can expect. But if you want to get a hold of me, it's 480-221-8874. You can text or call. I have a website, which is builttobevisible.com. And then you can find me on social media, um, Instagram and Facebook at Built to Be Visible. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Pleasure having you here. Thank Great you, to see Jill. You, and we'll talk soon. Maybe next week. Definitely, Definitely. next week. All right, good. I'll see you before the holiday. Uh, organizing before we have people home for the holidays. I'll be your cheerleader. We All can right. do it. Thank you so much, sweetheart. <laughs> have a great day. Thank you. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo. I love that music connects to people all over the country. But unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million kids struggle with hunger right here in America. And yet, every year, billions of pounds of surplus food in the U.S. go to waste instead of going to the children in need. Feeding America is working to change this. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks rescues this surplus of food to help provide meals to families in virtually every community in the United States. 
including yours. But they just can't do this alone. Join me in the fight against hunger in America. For more information on what you can do to get involved, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. 